0: You're listening to the After the Show movie podcast from aschoolie.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, voice assistants, just say listen to After the Show movie podcast. And you can also find us on aschoolie.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome, 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 Sid Talk. You talking to me? I'm singing to you, actually. Oh. <laughs> welcome, Sid Talk. Thanks, I got it.
1: Welcome to the show. I know you're not talking to me now. You're talking to all the other people who are willing to listen.
0: I'm like li- I'm like Russell Crowe in Les Miserables. Have you seen that? I've seen him singing in it. He sings like that. Welcome Sid. talk.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you because I haven't heard it, but I'm going to guess that's not how sounded.
0: <laughs> he sounded. He sounds just like that. <laughs> Is this really how you want to start? But he hasn't. There's no sh-
1: before the episode discussion, really, because it's been a long time since we watched the movie, about an hour. There's a been various t- things It wasn't happening. a long time. <laughs> well, it wasn't like five minutes ago, so...
0: All right. So I've we, checked
1: the bread and the bed make, bread maker, which I probably should have checked again before we get started. Um, but yeah.
0: Is that, a, is that a cue for us to leave?
1: <laughs> well, I didn't think to check it. Well, I don't think it's done
0: yet. Thank you for listening to After the Show. Sid Talk has to go and check the bread.
1: <laughs> it's in a bread maker. It's fine. It should be fine.
0: All right. Anyway, we're after the show. It's Saturday, November the 16th. This is After the Show 608. We're a movie review podcast, and every week we review a movie. Sid Talk over there is my wife, and I am Sid Talk's husband. They don't I know works. what
1: you mean by over there.
0: She's behind <laughs> me. Because we don't want to look at each other during the recording. I- <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not really that we don't want to look at each other, but I'll be honest, it's a little boring just to stare at somebody for an hour and a half talking. I get it. People love it. I'm not a look-in-my-eyeball kind of person, so I'm happy to talk. I wasn't raised in a house where you had to like lock eyes with people. You would literally be, from one end of the house to the other, yelling a conversation.
0: <laughs> so, be- Before I got my act together and got two microphones, we did spend like 400 podcasts looking at each other.
1: <laughs> and then I started getting my tablet to start doing other things. And then I started being like, oh, do we have to do this this way? And then you solved the problem. So it was beautiful.
0: Yep. So Sid Talk. Again,
1: do they really want to hear this?
0: Sid Talk, uninterested since episode 400. <laughs>
1: all right well that's optimistic
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah we review a movie and this week we're looking at the movie the kitchen it's a 2019 movie released on blu-ray on november the 5th remember remember it's from our friends at warner Brothers. i do remember
1: because it's two days before my birthday so. true yeah.
0: you don't have any you don't care no. about guy fox
1: i don't in fact i don't know why everyone's so mad at him
0: <laughs> uh let's
1: not go into it you he can was a it terrorist He was, and I'm mad at him for wanting to kill people. But the idea was to overthrow a government that was unreasonable. Now, minus the terrorist part, the idea was to bring the government back to the way people
0: wanted it. So we're not reviewing V for Vendetta. (laughs) We're reviewing The Kitchen. Warner Brothers sent us a copy on Blu-ray for review. And Sid, talk. You give us the synopsis of The Kitchen. And why are we
1: reviewing a Food Network show that's on in the morning? It's really boring. All right. I'm just saying. <clears throat> That's
0: nothing to do with the kitchen. That's the name well, of the morning it, show. It takes place in a kitchen.
1: Hell's Kitchen. This is the synopsis. Um, crime in the 70s, run by some jerks, and now, and then Hell's Kitchen in New York City, and our jerks turn out to be women.
0: And I've seemed to have lost the cover for The Kitchen. So Charming. I, will give, I will give you my synopsis of The Kitchen. The wives of New York gangsters in Hell's Kitchen in the 1970s continue to operate their husbands' rackets after they're locked up in prison.
1: This, isn't, this is not your synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> That's a box synopsis. That's the Warner Brothers one. If I ever heard one.
0: All right, so um, The Kitchen, Sid Talk knew nothing about this movie. No. I knew what I'd read on the press release. It's actually um, a DC movie, believe it or not. It's based on a graphic novel called The Kitchen from DC. And um, it's not a superhero movie; it's a crime gangster film. And uh, we, are, I think, we're going to have mixed opinions on this film. Sid, talk. I agree. Um, how do you agree? Because you don't know what's inside my head.
1: Well, I agree that we're going to have different opinions because we've already touched on it.
0: Oh, all we, right. You've
1: already said a couple things, and I'm like, I agree. We're going to have disagreement.
0: All right. So let me say, um, the kitchen. I watched it. It was okay. But I have problems with it.
1: I mean, that's very generic because you could say that about any movie.
0: Yeah, well, I actually <laughs> have. There's some fairly obvious problems for me with this movie. First, okay. off, I first, don't, off. first off, I don't. Um, I like women empowerment type movies. But this one um, has a bit of twist on that because these women aren't actually so great, right? They're not like, you don't root for them. True, but oh, do you- I think that's part of the goodness of it. No, I'm, I do like that. What I don't like is, I felt like, I don't know if this is the directing or the editing, but it is really messy and it is very um, choppy. Like it feels choppy, like something's happening. A scene never actually gets to play out properly. They don't linger on anything. It just keeps moving really fast forward. I know
1: what you're saying. And like I said, it felt like... I mean, I kind of picked up on this vibe early on. You know, it was like, here are these people. Here's this thing. Here's what they're going to do. Here's a bunch of montages, which you've mentioned already. <laughs> of like, I you haven't know. mentioned that already, no. No, to me. You mentioned right, right. lots of montages of people walking down the street and doing the thing and getting the money. They're extortionists, of course. It's, you know...
0: It is the basis of the... the... If you like montages, this movie is full of them.
1: (laughs) And then I just got this vibe very early on, and I told you, like an episode of Streets of San Francisco or Kojak or something where, not just because it's based in the 70s, but I'm sure that contributed this vibe of, we're not going to take a lot of time with in-depth shit. We're just going to lay it out for you. Here they are. Here's what problem they have. Husbands have been removed from the situation, and these wives/slash women, um, other half of the relationship, decide to take over. And there's not enough time in a two-hour movie, or however long it is. It's not
0: even two; hours, one hour and forty minutes,
1: right? There's not enough time to really pull it out of itself, right? You would do; you'd have to do a TV series to really in-depthly go into. So I felt that rushed feeling too. However. Yeah. I didn't mind it once I got on board with it pretty quick. I was like, "Okay,
0: let's just go for the ride." Well, what it did for me, the the rushed and choppy nature of it, what it did was um it made like I was never satisfied with scenes, like especially with, I wanted more of them the relationship between them and the like them just sitting talking and stuff, but this movie like they say ex- they say just what they need to say so the audience understands what they're about to do. Then, you mon- then it montages what they do. So often montages, like, um, major characters getting killed. There's often just a quick montage of, like, bang, bang, bang. Not even did.
1: that. No. You're, introduced to a, you're not introduced <laughs> to a guy. It's like, here he is. He's yeah. a jerk. He doesn't say any, hardly anything. And then, yeah. oh, are we doing spoilers? Yeah, we'll do spoilers. Okay, and then he's in a bathtub being dismembered. Right, so, so there's never any... <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, you killed off one of the main guys we're establishing that would become a big showdown. So I'm not there's... saying I love every formula of every movie, but <clears throat> it was unexpected and it felt, like,
0: truncated. And not a lot of room to care for anybody.
1: Like, there was a missing scenes in between. Like, you would have a bunch of deleted scenes you could go to and fill in some of these gaps,
0: but I don't reckon there were. There was one deleted scene on the Blu-ray. Mm. Um you would th- it felt to me watching the movie like there would be an hours worth of doing it. Yeah scenes. it felt
1: that a little I still Well, I'll emphasize this though. So, I really enjoyed it. Not just cuz it's like women doing the thing. I felt like the performances were good and so I was totally in there. I liked the vibe of it. the 70s. Obviously we grew up in the 70s and so that's Speak nostalgia built in. You did. <laughs> you were only 18 months younger <laughs> than me. Oh yeah, yeah. But growing up, then I just I appreciated the effort of how everything looked, the performances. I really enjoyed, so I was on board with it. If I
0: had to touch on things I liked, it was um, I liked some of the performances. I thought some were very like over the top cartoonish.
1: Mm, There was a bit the the main bad guy in the beginning. He was a bit yeah
0: yeah. Yeah, that guy—he's a real like—he's just like a goon from any other movie. One of mm-hmm. the goons that will get killed. <laughs> he's like true,
1: that but they made him seem as though he was something.
0: Yeah, but then I wasn't terrified of him. Like,
1: and his end wasn't really that interesting.
0: No, and see, that's the thing. That's also the thing. Um, the movie, like, like I say, it feels choppy all the way along. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that there's going to be a real dramatic scene where we actually get. To feel some dramatic performances from people, but then it never gives it the chance for that because it cuts away to something else quickly, and it never does. It never ever sits on the drama. It just goes like action, kind of action, like people getting killed, etc.
1: You're talking about like a big, hefty showdown that we see in most action
0: slash. It does a lot crime of that, right? but drama, do, movies. but doesn't do the drama in this movie. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of scenes. I want less action, and I want more, like, performances. But most of the performances are just choppy, like, here's one of the characters, they say a few things, they cut to another character, they cut to a montage of people getting shot. It just... That's how it feels to me. Also... There's like this surprise ending kind of thing that is just boring and crap.
1: Yeah, I wasn't impressed because I thought, that's like... Um, I won't th- spoil that, though. Now this is based on a graphic novel. So if that's the way the story goes down, that's the way it goes down. I can't argue with that. It- I didn't write it. I'm just saying, like, they didn't build me up to either suspect that or... To then think back and say, oh, wait a minute. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. Because basically, what you're doing is that thing we've talked about where the writing slips in at the end with some
0: punchy thing, like
1: unreasonable solution or twist that nothing in the rest of the story, we, what's that called? When they swoop in something at the very end to uh, either save the day like or. A like a
0: Hail Mary?
1: Um, is it? Is like a right? film call? Is that what it's called?
0: It Maybe. <laughs> that might be a sports term, where something comes in at the end and like rescues. No, it them. has
1: a name, but I know what hmm. you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Well, this this movie, it, see, it has a twist at the end. Like a, it's kind of like a twist, and the thing's playing out, and I'm like, but I don't care about this section of. The, I don't care about
1: it. No, I know what you mean.
0: But you, I, you did. know what I mean, like the the car and the. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not spoiling it, but that mm-hmm. and then. It it looks at it and it plays some music. So you're like, oh, this is an important moment. And then it unveils what it is. And then I was like, so?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do understand. But by this point, there's so many things I like. I'm not looking for fault. And that's what happens in my brain. If throughout a movie I am just already like, oh, my God. Then every single flaw... It's like confirmation bias. I want something bad to happen or be crappy to confirm why I'm not liking this movie. Instead of a start in the beginning going, hmm, not sure, but I like it mostly. So now I want things to keep confirming that. Right. So I'm not looking for flaws, even though I know they're there. It's, a, it's not edited in a way that makes you feel like more than, like I said, like a TV show, but. You Elevate, know, elevated obviously it's not just like an episode of a crime show but
0: i think it works on the level it's talking about because it's based on a graphic novel which is like a graphic if you re- if you do read graphic novels or comics they're very quick with the story they don't mess about mm-hmm. they there's a panel here and then three people get killed here and then you know it, it moves like because it's they only have so many pages so it makes to work. sense so, it does make sense if you look at it from that aspect. But when you're looking at it as like a crime mob movie, which it is, it just comes across as like hollow to me. Like, I'm not, you know, some stuff happens too quickly. Like, it's, you know, ma- major characters. What's a
1: drama crime movie that fills in everything and don't say Scarface, Godfather, or. I was about to say Goodfellas.
0: <laughs> oh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas is about three <laughs> hours long. There's lots of character development. You actually care about people in it. It's it's a prop. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, even though it's not really a crime movie, mm. um, the way it plays out, um, you care for the people. Even if you hate them because they're assholes, you still kind of have some kind of...
1: And that's the way I felt about this. These ladies are horrible. They take over a horrible asshole job, and they don't suddenly swoop in and make everything like beautiful and wonderful and we're going to not be violent and all that. They just take over where other jerks have left off. And so you get that sense of like, oh, I don't like them, but I'm on board with this as it's going down. Because I I understand
0: it. You don't like them, but in my... uh, You know, while while I was watching it, even though I'm like, well, they're just as bad as the men they've took over from, they're just doing the same thing. They're extorting people. They're, you know, they're Mm -hmm. bad, right? But because, like, they when they were... Just you know, not mob people, they were just the wives of these mob people. They were being abused and they were being beaten down and it wasn't very nice or just like um, or just neutral. as if
1: they don't matter at all. Right. I think that's the idea of these three different women, one is like the beaten down one. Like she's been literally beaten and has just been like subjugated and then subjugates herself to the whole, resigns herself to like, this is it. I'm just, I'm gonna not w- make waves and I'll just put up with it. And then one woman is like, well, I've been nothing my whole life, pretty much. I've been expected to be nothing to except make babies and take care of the house or whatever. I'm not saying that's nothing. This character is saying I'm tired of that expectation. And so she wants to just be more. And then the other lady, I mean, she's just a jerk. Yeah. She's got the big mob, big gangster, I'm going to fucking take over this city attitude. And she's just, there's nothing masculine or feminine about it. She's just a jerk. (laughs) Like, you know, so I I appreciate all of that.
0: But then when it comes down to it, they still need men around because they have to use men in their...
1: I mean, like, they do and they don't, because we know they commit their own murders. They
0: do, but so, they also get a lot of men to still carry on intimidating But people. she
1: explains that in one scene, because she said one of them didn't like that they needed the guy Gabriel. And she's like, yeah, but these guys, these men, they think we need men. So yeah. we're going to use the men. So it kind of wasn't a reasonable expl- explanation for me. Because if, uh, if the woman goes up and then the guy wants to have a fist fight with her...
0: It's probably not. I'm not work saying out. she's not
1: going to win, maybe, but I'm maybe just not. saying it's a different vibe than if these men expect some kind of muscle from you, and you show up with two thugs with guns. It shows different to them, so I I accepted that.
0: So what it is it is a it's very similar to mob movies you've seen before. Mm-hmm. People going around extorting businesses.
1: Yeah, just replace the three women with like maybe three brothers or something, and you would totally have a different reaction to the movie, I think. I don't mean you and me. I mean, people would
0: yeah, see I it different. So. Um, And as far as, like, you know, if you watch a Scorsese movie or something, it's punctuated with really hardcore violence. And often, like it or not, the violence brings something out in you. It, it, it makes you, it shocks you or it makes you feel, you know, you always remember, like Joe Pesci going nuts in Goodfellas. Like it, mm. it
1: but does it doesn't it make it better?
0: No, it, no. But it actually it makes me feel something, like um, for, you know, like oh god, this is these people are like just deplorable or or whatever it is I'm feeling with this one. It kind of it shows your violence, but it, like I say, most of it's montage, and most of it's very quick and it's over. it, it so mm-hmm. it feels kind of like. Like a TV show, kind of, to me. That's what I mean,
1: yeah. You feel like... I'm not saying add all the gore into it, or subtract any of the violence, but yeah, it's a very... But it because it's like, let's get on with the story at hand, and we're not going to dwell on the things. Like we've yeah. said, the character development, lingering on any of the actual scenes of violence, the big stunts or whatever... It just moves through this slice of when these women took over, then what happened, and then what happens next.
0: And the director lady said, I'm not interested in violence. I know there has to be violence in this movie, but I'm not actually interested in it, so I kind of do it implied a lot. There's yep. a lot of implied stuff. Uh,
1: she calls it implied. It's not really implied when you see the blood splatter on somebody else's head, it, just because you don't see the other head get blown up. Yeah. So it's not implied at all. I mean people. There's a like lot to- of very
0: quick stuff though, like there's a man. There's a there's a fancy True. there's a cool music track playing, bam bam bam, they're all, and then it cuts away like and that's they're all it. dead, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like Dick Tracy, you know that kind of thing. So it's
1: yeah, it definitely has. I mean, it has the Godfather and all those other ones have the same kind of scenes where they show the big dogs showing up and beating somebody up with some music over the top. And then it shows them walking into another doorway, mm-hmm. holding up a gun. Definitely or, a trope. Or like Fargo with Billy Bob when he shows up at that building. Yeah. You don't see all the oh, shit going so down. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> it's really good. That's one of my favorite where you mm-hmm. see nothing. All <laughs> you hear are some screams and some gunfire and then the camera's panning up at it's up a building and then it's panning across you see nothing but you know whatever's happening you're hearing it from that window oh behind that window Oh,
0: Oh. now he's in that room gunshot (laughs) gunshot gunshot now he's in that room and
1: that is implied because we we totally wrong about what's going on but you're not you don't see any of it no but maybe someone flies out a window i don't remember
0: somebody does fly out of a window yeah right
1: that's the punctuation
0: yeah and and that whole scene in Fargo is way more effective than any of these montages in this movie.
1: Okay, I disagree with this non-effective thing, but I understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah, um,
1: I mean you can't help
0: it. If what I do not. like about this movie is I think they got the art direction like spot on. It's fantastic. There's really good like any any room that you're in looks like it's the 70s. There's a lot of attention to detail if you look as well. And when you when they show New York which I w- assumed was a, like a set. It's not a set. It's actually the streets of New York, but dressed to look like the seventies, which is ha- I'm sure that's very hard to mm. do with people knocking around everywhere, you know, and, and they're not filming it at night. Mostly it's in the daytime. So um, I love the art direction. That was my favorite part of the whole movie. So going on the to way it the looks, cast, yeah, the way it looks, the, yeah, it's the attention to detail kind of, movie like it looks like they spent a lot of money making it look like it's supposed to be in the 70s um moving on to the cast melissa mccarthy is the first of our ladies plays kathy brennan um melissa mccarthy as we know is generally a comedy actress have we seen her in anything serious before
1: Mm, i mean she was in what was it called Mm -mm. you know the tv show with the guy that we see on all the time
0: the TV show with the guy <laughs> that we see on all the time. Is it...
1: You know what I'm talking about? It's not King of Queens. Oh, it's got two names. It's a
0: comedy show, It's though. their names. Sitcom.
1: Yeah. You, you Jackie know what I'm and Bert or something. No. Yeah. Well,
0: well I, mean, I know what you mean. It's
1: two names. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I came up and with that. And I'm sure things.
1: there would... I mean, it's comedy, but I'm sure there were, um, you know, scenes of drama. It was also about a married couple. You
0: know what I mean? Have we seen her in a movie, though, where... I mean, we saw Tommy. Which was obviously a stupid comedy.
1: Bridemaids. Pretty stupid comedy, but fun.
0: Yeah. She's generally... A, oh, what was that horrible one we saw? Horrible? Was she in that one? No, probably wasn't even in that one.
1: The Hot Pursuit? Yeah,
0: she wasn't in that That was horrible.
1: That one. It wasn't she. Was she wasn't in that one. <laughs> I don't think.
0: And she <laughs> weren't in that The Hustle, either, was she? That was Rebel Wilson. True. Rebel Wilson's a similar... When they're doing comedy, they're a similar vibe, those 2 mm-hmm. but. The,
1: I disagree. But,
0: but this well,
1: you're just saying that because they're blonde fat women.
0: Well, they make fun of themselves being fat.
1: Remember they're very different. That's Rebel the thing. Will, Rebel whatever her name is. Wilson. It's just completely different.
0: Um anyway, in this movie, she doesn't This movie's not funny at all, actually. Even Tiffany had issues in it. She's also a comedian and this is not a funny movie. So Oh gosh, no. So they're all all, all of them are playing serious roles. Um so Melissa McCarthy Oh, you- she
1: was in Ghostbusters, the new one?
0: Yeah, which is a terrible comedy. <laughs> so did you like Melissa McCarthy?
1: Yeah, I did. I liked everyone. So when you ask me this for the next few people, I like everybody because I think everybody convinced me of what they were doing. And that that does not always happen with all the people particularly in a violent this kind of shallowish story. Um Now I was really mixed good
0: i was mixed i liked melissa mccarthy
1: like when she got real serious there at the you know in the, you know
0: i thought her scene. character was the most complex of all of them i liked how she still had a th- you know the other two like were over it all and they just wanted those men are gone and all that and she still had something for her bloke mm. you know when she said that oh, well we'll just pay to yeah. have you- to have your husband killed as well and she's kind of like mm-hmm. you know there was something inside her that was different to the others yeah and it was complicated for her, and I got that. So I liked her best out of the th- out of the three, really. Um, Tiffany Haddish, who plays Ruby O'Carroll, um, I thought really she was no. I thought she was really over the top in some scenes.
1: Sometimes, yes, but I feel like you know, you think doing about uh huh,
0: and like. But kinda- if you think
1: about that character and what you end up finding out, there's right. a certain like
0: truly, attitude to her,
1: and she's been hiding that attitude in her life with her husband, who's the mob guy. She's an African-American lady. She's been married to a guy downtown Hell's Kitchen in the 70s. We assume they've been married a while. And the mother, his mother comments that she's not part of the family and people don't like it. He even says it's not easy being married to you. So she has been bottling up, first of all, her plan. Second of all, all this shit for no reason. People hating on her. And I think that's why it's all just sort of like, it's like a pressure cooker now, and she's just shooting it out she at you. Turns she turns into full-on
0: sassy mode, like
1: she did, but I liked her. I liked her a lot.
0: And then you got a
1: problem with sassy women. <laughs> <laughs> You've been married to one for twenty years, so probably not. Almost twenty years. Jay and then Elizabeth Moss.
0: Elizabeth Moss plays Claire Walsh. Um, I liked Elizabeth Moss, but I think she went from zero to a thousand, like again, because of this movie's weird, like fast pacing. I didn't buy it hundred percent that she went like, woo, woo. like,
1: well, she's timid. I, then I disagree she's not. with you again, because again, this is a person who, and this is the theme women waiting around. And when she had, when Melissa McCarthy did the scene about saying she's, she has thanked people all of her life and God and everybody, and basically gets, there's just, there's nothing for her in this life, but she keeps thanking everybody. I feel like this character too, Peggy, she's not Peggy, but you know, From Mad Men. Claire has put her, accepted her lot to be kicked around, but on the inside, that's not her. And so her whole life, she could have been this psychotic person, but external forces have imposed themselves and she's allowed it. And now again, the pressure cooker of her is opening up. I agree that they moved her along very quickly. Like, like everything from, in this movie. Yeah, so I didn't. That didn't really bother me, but I understood the idea of this person being like, you know what, I'm into this. <laughs> no one ever let me be into this before, and the truth is, I'm really, really
0: dangerous. <laughs> yeah, she goes. Yeah, she goes pretty far out, and she's dangerous. True,
1: but I, <laughs> you know, you had to have the contrast between. The mother, who's Melissa McCarthy, just got her two kids and the husband doesn't turn out to be very good. And then she just wants to make the community better. I'm not saying she's a saint, but provide for the family and all that shit. Big time ethos about what she's doing. One just wants to get rich and kick everybody's ass. And the other one just, I think Claire is just psychotic. And so her thing about sneaking around and like... Getting rid of people. That's like her thing, so.
0: And then we've got Dom Hall Gleason, who you will know from the movie In Time. You will also know from the movie, from the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. You will also know from, what else, Sid Talk? I don't know. Um, X Machina.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you pull that out of that, like that's his <laughs> biggest thing. I, want, yeah. I think the Star Wars might be the biggest thing.
0: The Star Wars, yes. <laughs> Uh, he he's plays, like the
1: head of the new regime. Yeah, Gabriel. wants to bake, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he does. He's kind of snivelly.
1: He has a little rivalry with Kylo Ren because Kylo Ren is like, oh, sure you favor him because he's a fucking Jedi guy, right? And he's got all the powers and stuff. And it was his grandpa. But then this guy tries to prove himself constantly. It's interesting. That's he's like I a went.
0: sniveling weasel in uh, Star Wars, actually. Kind of, yeah. Uh, Gabriel O'Malley plays in this. Again, Dom Hall Gleason is an Irish actor. And this and movie, he yeah. could so have been an Irish actor because yeah, they're Cause talking they were, about
1: the Irish people run the kitchen, and yeah. you know it's a very.
0: But, it, but they give him like a, like a Bronx New accent, guy. New York something. Accent. I thought his accent was fine, but I was like, why can't he just be Irish? He is Irish, so fine. Anyway, I really liked him. There's a love story with him, and I bought like I like that whole thing. I did too. I, I he's like this cool guy. I mean, he's real cool, but psychotic. Don't but also, that like, part. A, yeah, a complete nutcase. Like, I mean, he was, you know, that was, you know, when he was running, like, down, well, walking down the street and just shooting people in front of everybody and stuff. Only well, ran.
1: I'll, he only shot one person. Yeah, in the that street, was though. what
0: happened, right? He walked down the street. He ran. And he shot a person in broad daylight. He and was everybody just like
1: right. Well, he was chasing him, and they were yelling. And this, I guy know, but was, that was just very yeah.
0: unrealistic. I mean, he wasn't
1: just me. walking down the street. And no, I'm saying
0: him. it was I, regardless, walking, running. Is the whole thing was. Unrealistic. It's like why isn't he being arrested? What what
1: Well, people don't squeal on people. No, they don't. Well These days might be different, but we're talking about the seventies and we're trying to imply that communities stick to themselves and that the police aren't that big of a help in this scenario. Anyway.
0: And then finally I put down uh, common who we do see in various things. He plays Gary Silvers. He might it's nothing in it. He's nothing in it.
1: He could have been, and yet the character, again, it's written from existing material, so the novel would have him in there. But
0: He's good, and he's got a presence about him, yeah. but in this movie, it literally boils down to just what—like seeing him occasionally sat in his car or something, like looking out of a window.
1: And even when you know the real shit that's going down, you're like, well, what yeah. does he have mm. to do with that? No. <laughs> even though I agree with you, he commands your attention.
0: Yeah. And and I was like, well, you, you've kind of wasted him. I know the st- story is that, but it feels like he was wasted. Like there's no scenes with him, really. <laughs> you know, it is a con- and I'm not
1: convinced of what ends up being his no. deal because I have no reason to believe this whatsoever. Well, That's the thing.
0: The character development on him is nothing.
1: The character development, yeah, about him and the story that he's involved with. You're like, whoa, what,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's nothing. It's not even hinted at or anything. It's just that's like, like oh. watching
1: all your Star Wars movies, and in the very last one, in the last fifteen minutes, some other big dude in a black cape shows up and just kills everybody. And you're like, "Who's that?"
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, that, it's that. That's that's why this ending doesn't work properly. Mm-hmm. I don't think it works properly because it's like uh, there's no hint at any of that. You just, if you just keep a plot point completely uh, secret for the entire movie, then just reveal the whole thing in one like thirty second clip.
1: And then, what do, they do do to, what do they do to support it? They show some flashbacks.
0: Which are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a montage of flashbacks.
1: Not my favorite method. It works sometimes. And then it even reminds you, and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't even notice, or whatever. It's
0: completely, it doesn't work. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> That's how we're ending this? I'm That's so it.
1: deflated.
0: So this is directed by Andrea Burloff. She, she actually wrote, she's not directed anything, this is her first movie. But she wrote a movie I really like called Straight Out of Compton. You didn't see that, did you? Mm -mm. It was really, really good. I liked it. It was the story of NWA. And uh, that was very well made and written. And she also did World Trade Center. Do you remember that one? With uh, Nicolas Cage. She wrote that too. So she's a writer in Hollywood, but this is her first movie. So what do you think about directing? I
1: do think it's well made, as in quality, right? And the people and the performances. I appreciate like the camera work because it's invisible. You don't have to be reminded. There's no shaky cam. There's no weird stuff. There's no um, lens flares. There's no, like, none of that. It is a very straight up, the camera's sitting here, and now I want the performances to come through. The lighting looks good. All that stuff that directing and her input on the performances I think is excellent, and I would want to see something else.
0: And it has kind of a style to it. There's a lot of those wipes and that 70s thing where they like move to you know a
1: little bit yeah, yeah but it, it, again it's invisible like i wasn't caught i wasn't aware of yeah, it yeah
0: it doesn't have like a, you know like you know you're watching a michael bay movie because of the camera moves and stuff you're like oh yeah exactly. that's a michael bay it's not like that it's like yeah again i feel it feels like a tv show a lot like the way a tv show is shot
1: a little bit like but a then police that's not one. necessarily bad it's just the you know you you have to accept it <laughs> Basically, from when you step in, you have to be like, "Okay, this isn't like glossied up really at all," which I kind of like. So,
0: so explain to the ladies and gentlemen what a um, IMDb why why we look at the IMDb reviews.
1: I do not. You do. So let's start there. You like to read reviews of everything, either before you buy it or after you've seen it, read it, or played it. After
0: I've seen it, usually.
1: Yes. (laughs) I am not interested in any reviews, hardly ever, of anything. Unless I'm making a large purchase, which is ironic that I'm sitting here doing this movie review podcast with you for the 606th time, is it? How many?
0: Um, It's a lot. It's 608.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Eight, yes. But you like to go on IMDb after you've seen a movie. And look for the one-star reviews for the movie that you particularly like, and then read them and then laugh at them and make fun of them. Which, again, to clarify, if we agree with the one-star reviews, we think they're great. When we disagree, we think they're idiots. Yeah, I don't We're very hypocritical. We know this.
0: (laughs) I don't agree this movie is a one-star movie either. Agree. You know, I'm somewhere in the middle where you're... Probably a bit higher than me, so
1: yeah. I mean, I'd give it an above average, like a seven and eight, seven And, and I was
0: thinking six for sure,
1: like above average, but nothing special. Yeah. and too many flaws to. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair.
0: Fair. I'm fair. You're I'm fair. a very fair man. Unless you're completely deluded about something, also deluded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So these are the one out of ten reviews on of the kitchen on IMDb and we read these for amusement purposes only they're not yes. our opinion <laughs> all right so um not a killer says does anyone believe that things were this way or were uh, are likely to happen this is not a film it's a fairy tale and also an embarrassment to women an affront to in- to intelligence an affront okay this guy says hansen says Honestly, I think this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh
1: my god, we forgot. Yeah, we were to remind you, that is on every single set <laughs> of one star guy. reviews. Worst movie I've ever seen. And have you got one that says I want my I want that two hours of my life
0: back. And secondly, he says, Fortunately, I only paid six dollars for a sneak <laughs> preview. Still, it was six dollars too much.
1: Oh so poor. That's, you.
0: This next guy, Plants, says this movie was awful, so boring. Why does Hollywood feel they have to make the same gangster movie, but with women? Come on, write something different with women. Stop copying other hits.
1: Okay, I don't disagree with that 100%. But exchanging one lead type of character, with the, you know, that is conventionally one type or the other, could be female or male, with the other to tell a story in that, I don't have a problem with that. Like, fundamentally, that right. doesn't bother me. It sounds... It can go very wrong. We haven't seen Ghostbusters, but from what I understand,
0: <laughs> it might be one of those things
1: that didn't work out. Maybe not because they're women, but it just wasn't done very well. Um I do think there's you get this feeling of status quo or what's the other call like um there's a quota for any type of like um minority person, women, people of color, people of different religions, whatever that you have to plug them in every once in a while just to keep everybody happy, right? You get that flavor sometimes in the last few years. I get, I understand that. And it can feel like you're hitting me over the head with this thing. Oh, sure, women can be gangsters too. But the movie itself feels right to me. Like it feels, it's not pushing the point of it. They're not like, um, it's not unbelievable to me. That a woman's husband who's in the mob or whatever this situation is, and he gets out of the picture, that a woman could then go and, you know, run it all. Because what are these systems all really based on anyway? The guy in charge, usually, is just a dickhead. He will... Sl- is just like the Whisperer Lady, Alpha, right? There's nothing about her... Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Who... This character who could particularly... Like, she's not intimidating, really, except once you know what she's capable of, right? She's fucking insane. However, people are following her and doing her bidding for her most, mostly. And so that's what is going on in these gangs and in the mob and all that. It's just a guy in charge who somebody says, Oh my God, that guy is tough. So I'm going to follow him. Why can't that be a woman? You know? So I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that.
0: Next one says very boring and promotes hate towards men. After the movie, ask yourself, why did I waste time on this garbage?
1: Mm, I think it promotes hatred of people who treat other people a certain way. And yes, they're picking on the husband slash boyfriends of these women. In particular, one's a wife beater. One's just a racist prick who's kind of excited that he's married a, a black woman. I think that's kind of the vibe we're supposed to get, that he thought he was a bad boy. In his group, marrying this black lady, and that gave him some sort of cachet or something. I don't know. Right, um, Me? You know.
0: Finally, the bedroom. The bedroom is what this movie should be called, not the kitchen. I actually fell asleep watching it. <laughs> Deadham.
1: <laughs> the bedroom. <laughs> there is a movie called The Bedroom. Go watch it, and then tell us how happy
0: you, you are. You mean in it's the bedroom?
1: Very depressing movie. It's a very sad movie. Yeah, it
0: is. Uh, it's, yes, depressing. it's
1: good. It's sad.
0: Those are the those are the one star movie reviews. Uh extras on the Blu-ray. There's a couple of featurettes. I think they're all right, because it does show you some it yeah. shows you how they did the uh New York Street. Yeah that's how we learned it was actually a New York Street.
1: And I was, I was glad to see the director lady working.
0: You saw that a bit. And some interviews with the ladies. And it wasn't more it wasn't one of those like kiss kissed everybody's ass kind of ones. It was no. just them explaining, you know, how they made the movie. So um What do you reckon, extra? What do you reckon, uh, conclusion on this one? I enjoyed it. You know how I feel. I enjoyed it. It's middle, right in the middle of the road for me. I was, uh...
1: Mine's the middle of the top range, because I really think it's well-made, and that sometimes can bump it up for me. If I'm enjoying what I'm looking at, and I'm feeling immersed in somebody's world, and the art direction, the set, the clothes... The places, the sound is really good because again, it's invisible to you. There's no weirdness with the sound.
0: No, and we did. Um, There's no
1: bad looping that I and I'm a I can spot that shit a mile away.
0: Yeah, well, we saw how close the microphone was <laughs> exactly. In the, the extras. Other...
1: <laughs> it was literally like bumping around the top <laughs> of her
0: head. The, whoever does this boom mic, get it so close to the actresses. There was no need to loop anything. Also, the soundtrack's really good in this movie. I yeah. like the soundtrack. There's a lot of Fleetwood Mac. Um, but it's good. It's really good. So um, let's move on. Thank you to Warner Brothers for letting us review this movie. Next week, we're looking at the movie Good Boys. It's a comedy, Sid Talk.
1: You realize we shouldn't thank them. I mean, we're giving them for advertising. Well I'm they should just, be thanking I'm a courteous us. gentleman. You are courteous. I guess I'm not, because I think we're doing your bidding. It's like, why would I wear a Nike shirt unless Nike came along and gave me a check
0: every time I wear it? So thanks to Warner Brothers and Sid Talk <laughs> says, F you.
1: No, I, <laughs> I love that you give us this as an equal relationship here. You are getting something out of us. So thanks. chew on that. But uh, next week we'll, just look <laughs> we'll look at the movie. don't take us off the list.
0: We'll look at the movie Good next week. Uh, movie recommendations, I'm going off the back of this movie. And I'm going with Widows, which we actually probably watched this year, didn't we? Earlier this year. Um, I think Widows is a better movie than this. You can sue me. If I you, disagree. If you disagree, sue me.
1: I'm not going to sue you, but I disagree.
0: Um, I liked the dr- drama of Widows. It was a lot more drama than this movie was.
1: You just like I what's like the pace
0: of it, too. I like what?
1: Don't you just like Angela Bassett? Is that who's in it?
0: She... Who was
1: in it? I thought that's who it was.
0: Helen Miram.:
1: Um, hmm, I Maybe. don't know.
0: There were some women in it. Who knows who they were? There was, was oh fine. my God,
1: they're just women. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Just this for- is the kind of thing, ladies and gentlemen out there, and whomever, everybody, if you have a partner, and you're in your home, and you're just between the two of you, and they say something, and you instantly want to say to them, don't ever let anyone else, in the whole entire world, hear you say that just me i'll soak it up and the walls will soak it up and no one will ever know and yet sometimes this husband will say it you're, on this microphone you're pay, you're and i can't me. edit it out
0: you're painting me to be a terrible uh chauvinist <laughs> or oh, whatever
1: no it, no it's not just chauvinism there's a lot of comments that i think people's partners make that you're like oh my god i'm so glad we're not in public for that
0: i can't remember who was in that movie that's what really i'm about funny. to tell you who? Elizabeth? Viola
1: Davis. Yeah. Liam Neeson. John Berenthal, Manuel Garcia Ruflo. Just say Ruflo. the
0: women, because the men uh, don't uh, know that.
1: The women. Michelle Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, Bailey Rice Walters.
0: Don't even know who that is.
1: She was in it briefly. Uh, Elizabeth uh, DeBickey. And Viola Davis.
0: Elizabeth DeBickey? She DeBicchi. was
1: the blonde lady.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I like that movie. Anyway... And my other movie is, it's a movie from Warner Brothers from quite some time ago that I really love and nobody has seen, I don't think. And it's in the comic book realm and it's called The Losers and it stars. It actually has in it um, Captain America guy before he was Captain America. It also has Negan in it, I believe. Is that true? I don't remember
1: who all was in it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it's called The Losers. It's from Warner Brothers and I don't. We reviewed it, but I'd, it was like so long ago now—probably twelve years ago, twenty ten. It was. Mm. Zo- Zoe Saldana was in it. Um,
1: that was like her first movie after she was in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, Negan was in it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Chris Evans, and Idris Elba, and it's 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 a, it's almost a superhero movie. But I when don't.
1: Was, he was already in Captain America.
0: Yeah. Lu- no, he wasn't. Not in 2010, right?
1: I don't know. I
0: don't know when that movie, when
1: those movies started.
0: No, I don't think he was. But this movie, The Losers, it's, I think it was based on a graphic novel. It's just a really cool movie. Um, And it it got 6.3 on IMDb, so people did like it. Uh, So what are your ones?
1: Mine are... Iron Fist. The Netflix show, because it reminded me that Iron Fist did it, explained more about like Hell's Kitchen because we've got, he's very closely related with um, Daredevil and the whole New York City vibe of those. Um, well, they're Marvel, but still, <laughs> they're not DC, but Iron Fist, I thought was the one that did the best job of explaining rivalries between, you know, these almost legendary rivalries between Irish gangs and African-American and Asian gangs and all that kind of stuff. And it was a prominent feature in the show. You know, one of the obstacles for everyone to get around were these big crime bosses. And also it's just, it's a good show. I mean, there are times when I'm like, I understand why people hate it, but I enjoyed it. I, thought I it wonder,
0: was I wonder if those Marvel shows will come back. Now Disney plus exists. I wonder if, cause they took them off Netflix. I wonder mm. if they will,
1: Probably part of their plan.
0: Yeah, they're not actually on Disney Plus yet, but I imagine Maybe they will they'll be. make
1: some more. And then my other movie is Nine to Five. Because I used it as an example for you for why I like the idea of these women just being jerks. Like you don't feel like these women have come to save the neighborhood or anything. They're not doing anything that's stereotypically female to solve this problem of gangs and money and all that shit. But like in 9 to 5, it's more of the women come in to take, if you know what I'm talking about, 9 to 5s from like the 80s with Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, and Lilith Tomlin. We've all
0: seen 9 to 5. Right.
1: They um, do something with their boss, who's a jerk, and they take over the company, but they do what you would stereotypically think of as more female Additive things, you know, they put a daycare in the building, they have more flex time, all these more, you know, someone would say feminine touches, and it is successful. Whereas in this movie, that's not what you're getting. You're getting women who have, like, this is how it works. I am all right with that. (laughs) I'm just going to be the one who stays on top of it. So, nine to five, if you want to do a throwback, yeah. Alright.
0: So.
1: There you go. Um, there you go, everybody.
0: Alright, so um Ace Gully stuff, I've been playing uh, Death Stranding some more. Uh I wanna say it's I think it might be slowly becoming my game of the year. Dang. Uh one, because it's just so different to everything else. It's there's not nothing there's nothing like it, I can tell you. Nothing. And two, the way the game is structured. And the, the surprise is it keeps kind of laying on you. i am never, I've never, I've not had any spoilers on this game, so i stay clear of that. But whenever I finish a mission and I'm given something, it's always something really meaningful and something that makes the game different and better. So, like, I'm 17 hours in now, and I'm only on chapter 3, and I believe there's, like, 12, 15 chapters. But I'm taking my time and, like, getting into it. And I'm, I'm, I finally think at 17 hours, I understand all the controls now. <laughs> the controls are really complicated. Took a while. Um, you know, like you, you, we were talking last week. oh, I can't really read the um, the text is really small in yeah. the game. I've got to the point where I know where everything is, and I don't really have to look at it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's that. Now um, I'm just really enjoying it. It's, I like the music. I like the even though the plot, some people might find it impenetrable because it's kind of obtuse a little bit. It's hardcore. I don't think it is. If you if you play it and pay attention, it's actually kind of simple. It's just presented in an odd, off-kilter fashion, you know. Mm. So I recommend uh, Death Stranding. I'm really enjoying it. And I'll just play it through to the end and take my time. It might take me like six months to finish it. But oh, I. My. But I'll take my time with it.
1: That's very hopeful thinking.
0: <laughs> the other thing uh, is not a game. It's um, a TV show. This week, Disney Plus launched. And its flagship thing is The Mandalorian, which is a Star Wars live-action television show, which, believe it or not, there has never been one to this point in history. I believe it. There's been many Star Trek TV shows, but never Star Trek Star started Wars. on TV. Star that's Wars what, did that's not. That's what I'm saying.
1: Right, well, that makes sense then. Star
0: Trek did both. It went to the movies. True, but it only
1: went to the movies after. And some would argue not as successfully. So it stuck to TV in a bigger way than Star Wars has.
0: So the Mandalorian created by Mr. Jon Favreau and written by Mr. Jon Favreau is the story of a Mandalorian, which if you don't know what they are in Star Wars, Boba Fett, um, he looks like Boba Fett, let's say. His armor is a Boba Fett style.
1: You don't know what he looks like.
0: I do, because I look at his armor and I see what he looks
1: like. know what he looks like. No,
0: I'm because saying he his never armor takes off looks his like, helmet. like Boba Fett.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We've never seen their men. We've only seen their clothes, their little outfits.
0: I'm talking about their armor. His right. armor looks like Boba Fett's armor. In fact, Boba Fett looks kind of different because he's customized. But we're following this Mandalorian on his little mission. It's not really a little mission. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but anyway, I, we've seen two episodes of The Mandalorian. I'm the biggest Star Wars fan.
1: In this house?
0: Yeah, I feel in the world.
1: Oh, you're not? <laughs> oh my God, no. no. Are you talking about reasonable fan? Probably. No,
0: yeah, I mean, I've been with Star Wars <laughs> since 1977. Let's say that. Always. Never wavered from Star Wars. And I uh, embrace any Star Wars, bad or good. I just watch Star Wars. So, um... I find this this is a ten out of ten series for me. I, th- I don't
1: I, disagree. So far, it's only been two episodes.
0: It's only been two episodes, but it is. It's I'm liking it better than some of these movies, recent movies. Mm. Mm. I, f- I feel traitor. This second episode, which featured barely any dialogue, if you if you think about yeah, it, true. And it was so enthralling, start to finish, and nobody really said anything. It was just. It, it, and it wasn't just all action either there was a bunch of action in it no
1: it's just moving forward and it, and it's like what they were doing yeah it I tugs agree.
0: at your heart a little bit and it mm-hmm. plays with the you know star wars what do you call it um, you it's know your memories G. of star wars yeah it, it nostalgia. plays with all that. yeah nostalgia it's definitely nostalgic but we're following this new character we've not followed a mandalorian before there was one in rebels And this is also directed by the guy who did Rebels, so it also has. Don't you feel like it has like the pacing of it is like Rebels?
1: Yep, and it's got the comedy mixed in with like it's actually serious, but and it's not jokey. And yes, Rebels is a cartoon, but still, I'd watch that from start to finish, and it's just a good story, good characters.
0: And this just looks awesome. It it, they've, you know, there's a lot of production design it, it looks like star wars you know uh and this True. last one you know I, i'm skirting around the thing yes
1: yeah, i won't say the thing
0: the thing is awesome the yep the, yeah
1: don't say it if you're not gonna say it no but
0: there, it. there's a there's a huge star wars thing in there that you need to you need to go and watch it it's on disney plus it's a uh, exclusive to disney plus actually that's the only place you'll see it so um if you're a star wars fan you've probably already seen it I think 10 million people signed up on day one.
1: They didn't all sign up for that show.
0: No, I'm sure so. Obviously,
1: some... people in my Facebook list of friends, no one has mentioned that show, but lots of other reasons that they've signed up for
0: You Disney know what Plus. the other huge thing was on Disney Plus on day one that people uh, signed up for? You know what? They've been doing these live action movies recently, The Lion mm-hmm. King, etc. The Lady and the Tramp live action movie mm. is exclusive to Disney Plus.
1: Didn't hear anybody mention that either.
0: Um, Also, um, and I watched this too, which I I, I actually really enjoyed the first episode. And it's The World According to Jeff Goldblum. It's a show on Disney+. And each episode, he covers a different topic. And the first episode was about sneakers and people who are obsessed with sneakers, collecting them, selling them. We know some. We watch somebody <laughs> on YouTube is into that.
1: He is, but he sounds like he's kind of gone off. Gone it a off bit. it, yeah, a little bit.
0: But, but it's a huge. It's a whole world, and Jeff Go. It's just a half an hour show, and Jeff Go. If you like Jeff Goldblum, you know his kind of wacky kind of way of presenting things. Um, it's it's just a really cool show. It reminds me a bit of a you know, like David Attenborough when he's doing the mm-hmm. nature documentaries. You're Jeff,
1: comparing Jeff Goldblum to him.
0: Jeff Goldblum has that, but. You know, the way he narrates, because it's a lot of him narrating, not just him on the screen. It feels like that, but he's doing, it's not a nature topic. Anyway, the sneaker one was really fun. And next week's one is about ice cream. So it jumps around. It's kid friendly. There's nothing, you know, rude. There's no swearing. Go watch it with your kids. I really enjoyed it. I'll be watching the next episode. So, um, Sid Talk, what is for dinner?
1: Impossible Whopper.
0: Impossible Whopper. That's it. We're not advertising for Burger King we're not. or Impossible
1: Company. That's Okay, we're going to have a veggie burger. I'm just going to happen to go drive somewhere to pick it up and let someone else cook it for me, which happens to be the Impossible They're very, Lopper. very good
0: Impossible Loppers. And also
1: some of that bread that's probably cooking in there. I'll probably just
0: like burnt to a crisp <laughs> yeah. in a small bowl.
1: We'll take our chances. It's got to be better than the last one.
0: And uh, finally, what is your advice? And then we'll go.
1: My advice isn't really advice, it's just a thing to think about. Oh, goodness, I've got the yawn.
0: Are we boring you here? <laughs> no, no. The boring sits let's get out of it. <laughs> in the middle of
1: me talking, who's boring You're who? boring yourself? I'm boring myself. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, I was thinking about the last few months and all the different deaths that not in my immediate, well, my aunt died last week. Um, she was an older lady and had some health problems, and it wasn't like oh we all expected it right then, but it happened. Right before that, a cousin was shot and killed, and the young man who was who did the shooting was friend. Look like at the nephew and son of friends of our family from a small town, et cetera, also, at work, my coworker had a niece who was only twenty five years old who died of cancer, and another coworker just had his stepson die while doing a performance on the stage here in town at a at a bar, like he was a spoken word poet and died on the stage. He was only like twenty seven years old, I think, and then I watch on Facebook, you know some of these people who are involved close to those people who have died. And, you know, in the short few days, you get these posts. They're like, oh, we're so sorry. We're praying for you, et cetera. I don't do praying, but that's the vibe that happens. And the person will post memes that are very inspirational and emotional and whatnot. You know, like they're coping and it's showing, you know, they're sitting at their phone. Who knows, laying in bed sad and they're on their phone. They're doing their thing. And then after a few days, they start posting more back to quote unquote normal posts, you know, funny things, links to stuff and whatnot. And I was thinking we have someone has decided there's a like an instruction manual for how to deal with grief. And if someone else pops in and looks at this mother who's lost her son to violence and says, oh, she shouldn't be posting these funny memes about dogs or cats or whatever. And this will be my aunt, essentially. She's married to my uncle and it's their son. Um, like someone has decided that that's inappropriate for her. Right? You don't do that when you're grieving for your son. You don't go on Facebook and post about other things when, like, your stepson has died. Like, that's inappropriate. Who the fuck decided that? Like, grieving doesn't have an instruction manual. We are not equipped. I don't care what culture you're from, what society you live in, what family you live in, what religion you believe in. I don't give a shit. Nobody is fully prepared for... It's not... I mean, death is one thing people don't like to think about anyway, but the loss of someone who is vital in your life, or, you know, that bubble, you have your close bubble of people who it's devastating, and then the little bigger bubble, it gets a little less and less and less, right? And then you hear tell of somebody's son or cousin who died, and you're like, oh, that's terrible. But it's not like, it's not stabbing your heart with grief, right? But even on all those levels, everyone seems to have an idea of what's appropriate for how you're supposed to cope. And I just think, fuck that. Fuck the rituals. You know, my dad insisted no funeral, no obituary, nothing. Do not. Do not. Well, obviously he wouldn't have known any different after he died if we did it. We honored his wishes. But it made a lot of people uncomfortable. And we still have people today. Shelly even said when somebody asked her, my sister, um, she said they asked it in a way that was like, so, I'm so sorry I missed your dad's funeral. Knowing there wasn't one, and then putting the us four children in the position of like what's wrong with you, you didn't even have a funeral for your father, you know, and my sister's like, "Uh, if you knew my dad, <laughs> if you knew our dad and if he told you no fucking funeral, that's exactly what he meant, and so we honored his wishes or whatever, but that person had decided we did it wrong, right, you know what I'm saying. And I just feel like if you're grieving over someone or something and the whole world is trying to pressure you to react a certain way, but your heart and your brain are not feeling that, you can still go through the rituals. Yes, it will make the other people feel better, but you are not, no one can dictate to you how you deal with the loss. And and grief is not just for death. It's for loss of a marriage, loss of kids moving away, it's loss of a job or what you thought was the purpose of your life changing drastically, it's all grief. You know, you're losing something that you will not get back. That's the thing about grief. you It's very specific. The thing you are losing will never come back, whatever it is. So I just say, if you're in that position right now and someone's trying to push a bunch of stuff on you, If it's their way of coping also, you have to be delicate, obviously, but, um, don't ever feel bad if what's in your heart and your mind, when you've lost someone and you look around the group of people who seem to be all following, uh, like some kind of playbook (laughs) and you're not, you don't, you didn't get the memo. Don't worry about it. Like you need to just live it, feel it and take your time or not. Maybe two days after someone's died, you're like, okay, I'm sad, But I'm moving on, right? I'm not telling you to, and I don't know the circumstances. But if that's the way you feel for real, don't let someone else decide for you that, no, 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 no. Four days isn't enough. You have to wait 150 days, 550 days, or never. You never get to feel good again because I've decided that's not appropriate. So grief does not have an instruction manual. Nice. my statement, and I'm sticking to it
0: all right so um you can catch us on twitter facebook instagram catch this podcast everywhere that podcasts are downloadable i thought you said this in the beginning except spotify
1: <laughs> damn you spotify you're too difficult
0: yeah and you can um email feedback to me at a at a don't email sid talk she hates all of your guts and would i do
1: not hate anybody's guts
0: would rather you don't <laughs>
1: I hate no one's guts. Guts, they're totally innocent.
0: And stay classy, in the kitchen, because that's where I'm going to go and get. Our, well, no, we're not getting our dinner from the kitchen tonight, are we?
1: No, but there should be some bread baked.
0: We're getting our dinner from a
1: fast food industrial kitchen. <laughs> yeah, a huge corporation is cooking. So our stay classy. For us. All kitchens <laughs> everywhere. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, or someone will do it for you.